Turns out that podcasting is more fun than reading. Who knew? Or listening to podcasts. You know least. why? It's a lot more casual, right? You don't have to really listen to listen to podcasts. Yeah, because I love sleeping so much that I could do a little <laughs> sleep while listening to podcasts. So we're back. We have had a slight absence of two weeks. Yeah, I've actually gotten two complaints. Amazing. Is that one complaint a week? It is. They both actually came at a very similar time. They realized, hey, didn't get a podcast this week. Didn't hear Sam's awesome voice. That's amazing. Oh, I'm kind of proud of that. Ask me a question. Yeah. Because the last episode was also late as well. Right. It was late. That went out on. Uh, no, it was supposed to go out Friday, but ended up going out Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I think I just failed to edit it in time, and then we were off traveling. Mm -hmm. And then Then you got sick with your gross eyes. I had I had juicy eyes. (laughs) It was totally gross. (laughs) That's horrendous. What actually is that? It's like a pink eye, but it's taken to the max. Right. It's just it's it was essentially pink eye, but. Uh, I think what kicked it off was like a combination of me being super tired, uh, not getting enough sleep the night before traveling, and then in the plane, the air was so fucking dry Oh, that yeah. it just started kicking it off. And it, it it looked like my eyeball was melting. And there is, I was talking to oh. a person next to me, and she was constantly like, is your eye okay? I was like, yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. It just, it totally felt like it was just an eyelash inside my eye. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, this will just like, I can blink this out. Yeah. And so like, I went to the bathroom and I like searched around for it. Because usually if I just pop it out, like if I just like tap out the little thing of eyelash, five minutes later, it's fine and back to normal. But I was like looking in there, like I put my finger in my eye socket, like trying to get that shit out. And like nothing came out. Maybe that was something that didn't help. No. (laughs) And so I came back with like an even worse eye. And then it was just gross. But luckily, it was only like a day or so. Right? Yeah, it was like a day. It was almost two days, actually, which wasn't too bad. It was, um, I was able to get some medication from one of the apotheks in Stockholm. I guess you didn't really have to speak much <laughs> Swedish. <laughs> like, pointed at this gross eye. And I'm like, oh, yes, uh, we have something for you. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, this will cause your eye to be very blurry. So put it on at night. And it was pretty crazy. It was like, um, it was like a, like a, like a solve. A bomb. Oh, oh. And you put it in your lower eyelid, like inside oh, your lower eyelid. Like goop in your lower eyelid yep. and then like smoosh it up and over then, the eyeball. Yep. And then when you blink, it just covers your entire eye. <laughs> and so there's like this film wow. of goop over my eye. And I was like, ah, oh, this is lovely. <laughs> Speaking of eyes, though. So we just came back from a big celebration uh, of Spotify in Sweden and... Spotify's 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary. And one of the nights, Mm -hmm. um, Edwin actually performed with a band. This is true. And speaking of eyes, I saw him perform. (laughs) Amazing segue. I'm a changed man. I can't can't function properly around you. I'm having a hard time (laughs) keeping this normal conversation because I'm so starstruck. Give me 10 bucks and a six-pack and I'll come and perform at your (laughs) uh, event. So, you know. Not really that much of a star. <laughs> no, but it was really cool. Like the band just played so amazingly well. I was I was so impressed. Oh, well, I you. thought, you know, when your friends say, "Oh yeah, I've been practicing with a band, uh, and mm. I, we're we're playing some tracks," and then you hear it, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's it's cute. That's <laughs> nice, right?" Awkward smile, awkward, awkward nod, right? Like, oh. And you know, you lower your expectations, so when you do actually hear it, you actually have a good time. 
<laughs> but I actually had quite high expectations of this because I knew the people that were playing. And you totally blew it out of the water. It was amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we've been playing together maybe three or four months. Yeah, kind of like rehearsing maybe once or twice a week. Yeah. Because we've also been having open mic nights in the New York office. That's so that right. was kind of like plenty of practice time. But yeah, I mean, the whole evening was amazingly well produced. It was incredible. Like all the gear, all the setup was all there. Like right. as a drummer, being the band member that carries the least amount of things is amazing. <laughs> finally, all I need to carry is a pair of drumsticks. This is incredible. So so how did that work? Like how did the setup for the drums? I mean, because obviously there was about three or four different drummers that were up on stage. The kit was provided. Right, but did they set it up differently for each drummer? Yeah, you had maybe a minute mm. or two between acts where you would just run on and try and set it up reasonably to your liking. Gotcha. Luckily, I didn't have to do too much adjustments. Mm. There was a left-handed drummer, which meant there had to be a slightly longer changeover time for them to sort of readjust the kit to a left-hand configuration. But yeah, for the most part, most drummers have things set up pretty much the same way, so it wasn't yep. too bad. But thank you, Sam. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so it was so great. I, I still can't stop talking about it with my wife. And she... Because <laughs> I sent her all these Snapchats of it, and she's like, you... So I sent you a text. I sent you a text that said, uh, my wife has a crush on you. But what she meant to say was that I have a crush on you. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, maybe. Mm." And you get to podcast with me on a weekly basis. (laughs) That's right. Do we have any updates from the last episode? We have a bunch of updates. So fantastic! Is it is the, in fact this episode mostly just updates from? Well, we're not going to do the book club this week. I have to come clean. I have failed to do this week's book club by a fairly long margin. Maybe I'm about halfway through. So apologies. I have failed once again. This is this is now two for two, right? Two for two that I failed upon. Yes, and I believe the book club was your idea. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are absolutely right. Uh, I will blame a disruption to my schedule, mm-hmm. my regular schedule now, because I'm in London right now, and just finding reading time has been tricky. So I mean, it's not a great excuse, but but there it is. When you're in a city and you're trying to do other stuff other than just sitting at home and relaxing and doing your thing, it's difficult to read. I've also I've, I've also rented a car while I'm here, so mm. I've been driving a little more. Oh, nice. And so that means... I probably should have just got the audiobook version of Doesn't it and be done with it? Yeah, so so audiobook definitely would have helped, but I'm more concerned about the driving now cuz you've been in the US for quite some time. I have. Um didn't it sort of take a mind shift to drive back in the UK? Well, I have one top tip for those of you who switch between driving in countries that are sometimes left or right hand mm-hmm. drive, and that is keep the passenger closest to the sidewalk keep the passenger closest yes. to the sidewalk okay ah and that's all you need to know yep so whenever you think oh which side of the road should i drive on just hey make sure the passenger is closest to the sidewalk boom job done and let me tell you that piece of information was given to me uh at a by an immigration uh, agent in boston when i was flying in oh my gosh maybe four or five years ago and they were doing the fingerprints, yep. and he said, put your left hand on the fingerprint reader. And of course, I put my right hand on. <laughs> and he said, you're not thinking about driving here, are you, sir? <laughs> and I said, actually, yes. And then he gave me that piece of advice. And I've, I've held on to that. Oh. And uh, yeah, it totally works. 
That said, I did drive on the wrong side of the road for about 30 seconds. <laughs> like, right. on the second day I was here. Because there was no other traffic around, yep. I had just kind of just defaulted into driving on the wrong side of the road. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw another car coming on the same side of the road as me, <laughs> uh, in the opposite direction, that was when I twigged something was wrong. Right. See, yeah, so... Your advice is keep the passenger closest to the sidewalk. I probably would like mess that up and say, uh, yeah, the driver should be closest to the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, yeah, that's my first bit of advice. Then the second piece of advice is just wait for other cars and copy them. Right. Rather than, yeah, if you drive on empty roads, then it becomes tricky. I've been vacationing pretty much once or twice a year in the States Mm -hmm. for the last four or five years. So I've, and I would always drive. Yep. Um, So I've got pretty used to, making the old switcheroo. The biggest difference, actually, is that all the cars, or all the rental cars in the UK are manual gear mm. shifts rather than automatic. So that sometimes takes a bit of just remembering that, oh, when I brake, I also need to change down and gears. Yep. And well. also, <laughs> the shift is on your left hand, right? Yes. The gear shift is on your left yep. hand, which to me, totally, I would mess, I would mess up because not only is the gear shift still on your left hand, the placement of the gears are still the same as it would be if the gear shift was on your right hand. Hmm. Yes, right? that's true. So number yeah. one is like up and to the left. Yeah. Which is the yeah. same if you're if the gear shift was on the right hand. So that like I can uh, like, yeah. if I can get familiar with adjusting to using my left hand on the gear shift, I would assume that it's sort of just symmetrically mirrored. So that number one would be up to the right, but it's not. And yeah. that would totally mess me up. So I've been wondering about how your cats have been doing. How is your kitty collecting? Can you get a can you find out the total total cats collected in your cat book? I think you have to count manually, which is unfortunate. Oh, that is unfortunate. I think my favorite cat so far is Señor Don Gato. <laughs> I think that is a rare cat. That is a rare cat. Yes, Bob the cat has turned up a little bit. He wears a cape and has a walking stick. Needless to say, I have been playing this quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. So much so, uh, I have been going to necostats.com <laughs> and selecting the most, uh, the items that give you the most fish in return. <laughs> so uh, number one is the cat metropolis. So you want to put that in your yard to get maximum fish. Cat metropolis. Where do you even get that? That's the like the, it's a huge cat mega structure. <laughs> What? But yes, necostats.com is, uh, it turns out, friend of the show, Drew Peterson, and also Falcon, uh, <laughs> are huge fans. And once I told them, they then uh, perhaps rekindled their their enjoyment of the game because they haven't, they played it for a while, but then stopped. But now since I got started again, they I think they've, uh, they've brought restarted too. And they've been like, oh my God, do you ever do this? So right now, the top items uh, by the most gold fish uh, gained for one feeding of Fritzy Bits is a Cat Metropolis with 3.6 gold fish and 38.8 silver fish, a Cat Condo Complex, 2.37 gold fish to 36.32 silver fish, and the Kotatsu, which I think is like a cushion, cushiony thing they have there. Kotatsu uh, 2. is 2. a... Uh, was that a dessert? It's I can a never table. tell. Oh, it's a table. Amazing. It's a table with a blanket over it, and there's a it's a hot it's a warm heater underneath the table, which is a brilliant oh idea. God. If I was a cat, I would love that. It's, if I was a human, it's, I would it's love for that. Humans, yeah, yeah. So right now, I am saving up for yard expansion 
that's my that's my next goal. There are actually two more rooms that you can open up, I think. What? One to the left and then one to the right. Yeah, I was trying to save up a hundred and is it seventy-five goldfish for mm-hmm. the yard expansion? Or 180 goldfish. Right now I'm 106. So <laughs> Yes, needless to say, Sam, you have <laughs> unleashed a beast. <laughs> and best of all, it works offline as well. Which has been yeah, very helpful for uh international flight. Which makes me wonder, how does it work? Is this like a I think pre- it's just pure statistics. It's like Yeah. There are just set patterns as to what it's going to do. Mm. I don't think it, it does it online at all. And it just syncs whenever it's, it is online. So what is your favorite cat? Uh, I haven't gotten any real unique cats or rare cats. Um, but I did take a picture of every cat that I saw. <laughs> Amazing. I, I did. I, in the beginning, I did that. I've sort of waned off that. I like the picture of... So there's one cat. Name is Gozer, which is... Great, because it's from Ghostbusters. I had the cardboard truck. Oh, I love the cardboard truck, yeah. <laughs> and whenever a cat is in there, you just see like the face on the windshield. <laughs> and that is, that is one of my favorites. Yeah, if you get the Mr. Mouse toy, uh, <laughs> that is the one that Senor Don Gato likes. So apparently, I don't know anything about this game. What's <laughs> happening? Who is this? The other tip that Falcon turned me on to was the daily password, where you can get free fish. What? So right now, go to menu... Menu news on the bottom row. Mm-hmm. Then you should have like a little password should pop up. Tail. Yeah, so tap that and then tap input password. What? And then I receive 14 fish. Boom. So you want to do that every day to get bonus fish. What? <laughs> oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> I was the young grasshopper. Now I'm the older grasshopper. grasshopper. Oh, yeah, this is a great game. I love it. I uh, previously, and I I like the little stuff that happens randomly without you knowing it. Like every once in a while, if you do open up the menu, there's like a cat just sitting on the menu. (laughs) Every once in a while. (laughs) It is not all the time. Purely by chance. Yeah. Uh, Frankly, also the descriptions in the in the in the shop are amazing. Of the different items you can buy. (laughs) Like that alone is just... (laughs) It's just so full of joy. It is. And I like the cat's like personalities. There's um my favorite, I think, is so Bandit. Uh the personality is wild at heart. <laughs> so uh good game. Good game. Thank you, Sam. Sure. <laughs> Thank my wife. She's I, I introduced this to her and she is actually uh whenever she like just downloads a game she just plays it until it completely dies without like thinking too much about it like she just like does it and this was a game that has probably stuck with her the longest um Um, and she i think she's just like one cat away from (laughs) completing but the thing is like they keep making updates yeah to add new cats it's like two dots it's never gonna (laughs) end (laughs) but she's one cat away and she's like as soon as i get this cat i'm i'm done i'm done Have you been playing the other game that I recommended at all? Hoplite. Hoplite. I have. Hmm. Also very good. Sam, you are two for two. Two for two this week. Yeah, very good. Amazing. Uh, yeah, great game. Very uh, simple, simple concept, but mm-hmm. lots of tricky little details. Lots of fun. Like, I don't think I can play it for long periods of time right. in, at a go, in a go, but short bursts, it's really good. 
Have you gotten the golden fleece? I have I have failed to get the golden fleece so far. My high score right now is a score of 39, depth 13. Oh, that's almost there. Maybe on my flight back to New York on Thursday I can uh, challenge and make Also and another game that can be completely offline. Yes, which has been amazing. And I kind of like it because it's um <clears throat> it does make you think a little bit like as you're planning out the moves. I think you can get really serious about the game or just keep it as completely casual as you want to. You know, just sort of go with the flow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, if you're serious, you can actually do... You can attempt for a really, really good run. And there's enough... Um, I guess there's enough really hard set rules in place where you can actually uh, do a lot better if you're completely focused on it. And that's that's kind of cool. If you're looking for a strategy game, turn-based strategy game, definitely check this out. I think it was a, it was a couple of bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. I think like $2 or something. Yeah, definitely worth it. So how's your time been in London? Yeah, just like catching up with people and family and friends. Looking forward to coming back to New York City, though, of course. Is there any sort of one particular food or thing that you've missed outside of the bubble, uh, the chewing gum? (laughs) Um, And uh, the Marmite, of course. Uh, I would say, I mean, the Indian Indian food here is very good. Mm. and. Also, something that I haven't really seen happen in New York yet is like the upscale Indian restaurants. Um, right. There's a really nice chain, I think it's opened up in the last year or two, called Dishoom. And they have, yeah, they've, they're going great guns. It was, we had to wait online to just get a table for lunch on a Monday. Um, huh. But super, yeah, really, really nice. A little fancy. They have deep fried okra, which is incredible. Mm. Yeah, and I was thinking, I haven't really seen that in New York yet. Like your the Indian places are good, but they're often pretty much just like fairly right. low. Well, I don't really know what I'm saying. How to, how to describe it? Like it's like low rent places that deliver, right? Rather than a bit more fancy <laughs> mm-hmm. upscale kind of dining experience. There is one place in the city that is a Michelin rated. Uh michelin star uh indian restaurant but i don't know how like actual indian it is or if it's just like fusion indian mm. um but yeah it's Junoon. Junoon. oh okay maybe we should have a podcast host outing how uh, how do you like indian food uh, i love indian food well when i come back i shall have to check it out but otherwise i guess i've been surprised at the number of american chains that have opened up here so there's now five guys what all over the place yeah in fact i went i had five guys for lunch today wow (laughs) and i've only had it once in new york shake shack also opened up in london shake shack in london yeah in and out no no in and out no still have to go to the west coast for that (laughs) yeah uh rumors that dominic ansel is going to open up a outlet in london as well in the next uh next year or so oh really he of cronut fame have you actually had a cronut i have i have had three Hmm. I think. What? Over, yes. <laughs> All in one sitting. Uh, no, it's been spread out. They do do an online uh, ordering system if you want to order for the f- for two weeks' time. So I think every Monday mm. at 12 o'clock, the, they open up an online ordering system. And there's only so many, but you can reserve, I don't know, I think up to four cronuts to pick up in two weeks' time. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, a friend of mine has done that twice. And then uh, the third time, some friends of mine, actually Al, whose studio I am in right now, recording this podcast, mm. when he came to visit last year, he just got up at 6 a.m. <laughs> and went down there and waited online for two and a half hours and um, 
That's amazing. Bought them back. They are incredible. Things- they are incredible. I won't lie. And I mean, I think the trick they've done is they change the flavors every every month. So mm-hmm. it's kind of keeping it fresh all the time. And that's pretty clever to give people a reason to go back. I will have to check it out. I've still yet to try the cronut. I mean, it's just sugar and fat and deliciousness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all that's all you need. Yeah. Those things. <laughs> so here's the situation. Tell me, Sam. Should we proceed with the next book? Oh, interesting. We'll do the review of the originals when you are finished with it. Yeah, next week. Next week. Yep. But should we then continue and reveal the next book so people might be able to follow along if they're following along? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. You want to do it? What the hey? Everything is topsy-turvy right now, so (laughs) up is down, left is right. Who knows what's going on? So yeah, let's do it. I have a choice for you. Okay. Oh, excellent. How exciting. I was going in between these two books. I think we'll, we might do both eventually, but okay. it sort of depends on like what your flavor mm-hmm. and what you want right now. Mm, okay. Um, so one is a biography. Uh-huh. And one is a classic. Ooh, okay. Well, let me think about this. So I did, I really enjoyed uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography. Mm-hmm. Because I think we said at the time, like, I haven't really read any biographies. So that was right. very nice. I enjoyed reading that. Um, but I think because we did one so recently, I mm-hmm. would choose a classic. So the classic is uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Awesome. Have you read this? Do you know what? I don't think I have. Yeah, I think I've read it like a long time ago, but I've actually forgotten um, what it's about. Yeah, let's do it. I'm totally into it. Yeah, and this is also uh, quite topical because... I believe that Harper Lee just recently published um, a sequel to To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes, I believe you're right. This year. Go set a watchman. This year? Or last year? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But there was some controversy around it, which I don't know enough about to speak knowledgeably. Perhaps I can research this and then sound knowledgeable on next week's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's look into it. Um, So I'm going to be listening to the audible version of this. Excellent. How long is it? It is 12 hours. Ah, okay. Manageable. Manageable. Yeah. Little on the longer side, but I think still manageable. Yeah. Yes, I, my Audible credits have just been renewed, so maybe I will listen along too. Great. Oh. It is narrated by Sissy Spacek, and it's gotten good reviews. Amazing. So, Sam, I have a game... Mm, well, it's not a recommendation, because I haven't played it, but a game mm-hmm. suggestion for you. Exciting. From a friend of the show, Drew Peterson. Okay. And it is called Imbroglio. Imbroglio. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. Let me send you a thing. Well, can I just search for it? Absolutely not. (laughs) 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 No, of course you can. Uh, This is a review of it. Um, Oh, yes. I have heard of this. uh, Yeah. It is by Michael Bro. He makes. Which is. uh, Right. People keep telling me this. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know who that is. Yeah. He makes really interesting games, like um, much like Hoplite. Like I would say, mm. he has created games previously that are very similar to Hoplite. Right. Um, but all of them <laughs> always have really shitty graphics. <laughs> but I think that's like his charm. Yeah. So maybe this is no exception, because uh, Drew was showing me kind of uh, some of the games, one of the games he plays. And, oh man, that board is really hard to look at. It seems that like each yeah. 
we'll put a link to this in the show notes, but like each icon has a special meaning, but they all look yep. almost identical. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just from it almost, you know. it, yeah, it looks very much like a board game. Um, mm-hmm. It actually looks very much like a board game called, it's by Reiner Kinesia, mm-hmm. uh, Tigris uh, or Euphrates. Tigris and Euphrates, that is the name of the game. Uh, that's the name of the board game, and it looks like it. Um, mm, okay. It has that same quality. Mm. So maybe this is a game we can go play and report back for next week. If we're feeling so inclined. I'm downloading it now. Oh, wow. You jumped right in. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Well, I'll do the same. Uh, listen to any good podcasts this week? Let me actually look at the list. I have heard I a do. podcast recently. <laughs> good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just with the originals i i need to listen to that for most of my waking hours <laughs> in order for me to finish it right that's so true uh i can do a quick one um, uh i okay. listen to my brother my brother and me which is a it's a kind of a comedy the McElvoy it's brothers. the McElroy brothers yeah so it's triplets and this is kind of takes the form of a kind of personal advice podcast so readers write in with questions and then they answer it uh good mix of comedy and uh, also some like truthfulness i guess is the word maybe a word i'm looking for um Mm -hmm. yeah i would say maybe not a must listen but very good airplane listening because i can sort of fall asleep a little bit and then wake up 15 minutes later and not miss anything (laughs) because i didn't make that mistake with the recent uh run of reply all which they are doing. Right. Oh gosh, what is it called? What's the name of the mini series they're doing right now? Um, uh, e- getting away with it? E- no. In oh, fuck, I should just look at it. Um, but yeah, right now, Reply All is. I think it's just released the last episode. Uh, sort of a mini series of four episodes where they kind of go behind the conviction oh, right. of um, on the inside. On the inside, yes, yeah, so of Paul Madrowski. <clears throat> Um, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. But I did listen to it on the plane, and then I fell asleep, and then I woke up a bit later, and then couldn't remember where I stopped listening and what was happening now, so I ended up having to listen to the episode twice. Yeah. So that's also something else to listen to, but don't listen to that on a plane or any situation where you might fall asleep. My brother, my brother, and me, definitely plane material. And that's actually related to the Sawbones, which is a podcast that I told you about previously. Ah, is it a gaming podcast? Nope. No, it is... Um, <laughs> See how much attention I pay to you, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> One of the McElroy uh, brothers and his wife, who is a uh, doctor, they talk about um, either like a disease or an affliction, and they talk about the brief history of it, and essentially um, the doctor talks about it from like a medical standpoint, but then, of course, the McElroy uh, plays the idiot and sort of... <laughs> you know makes it funny right. <laughs> um, and it's actually really good information but it's um <clears throat> yeah it's well put together so check that out <clears throat> i will check out the episode of my brother my brother and myself they recently had a live recording in new york city they did yes they just released the one mm. from boston i uh, i heard that have you ever been to a live recording i have not we should check it out see how they do it but i have mixed feelings about it mm. i feel like I enjoy listening to it, but as theater, I'm not sure. Because I've seen that episode, 
or rather, I've seen a bit of a TED talk where I, where uh, Roman Mars does a episode of Ninety Nine Percent Invisible in front of mm-hmm. um, a TED audience, and that's just sort of him talking and then pressing little buttons on his iPad play. to <laughs> play segments and sound effects and stuff, which sort of cool, but as an audience member as for, as theatre, I mm, I'm not sure. But that said, I've not been to one, so I could be completely wrong. And actually, it's amazing being there. Was Roman Mars like really close to his microphone? <laughs> was was his mic? Was his mouth like actually touching the mic? The I will have to go back and zoom in and have a look. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it might it might definitely dispel some of the mystery and um, I guess sort of the uh, the magic yeah. of podcasting. It's like um, when people said they actually want to go watch David Letterman or. The Conan show uh, live. Yeah. It's they said they can actually never look at it the same and sort of lost its magic because there's so much stuff that happens in between where yeah. um, it loses the magic of the show. Yeah, can you imagine someone so, watching this that, show live? God, they'd be, yeah. they'd be horrified. <laughs> <laughs> they really can't form proper sentence structures at all without editing, can they? <laughs> 